Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Redmen TV. Yes, it's the match preview show. I'm Steve Hall, delighted to be joined by Sam Walker and Abby Rudkins. Have a little chat about Liverpool versus Burnley. Anfield, three o'clock. It's been a long time since we had one of those. I think it's like August since Liverpool last year. Might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure whether they did a little bit of brief research. Yeah, that's what we've got going on. Uh, I'll be. I'll start with you. Yeah, Liverpool. We'll talk through the team. Obviously, just let everyone knows before we do. And we're recording this at like half ten in the morning. Jurgen hasn't had his press conference yet. But we've got a rough idea of who is and isn't available. The easy thing to say, and Sam just said before we go here is whoever is or isn't available, Liverpool just need to be beaten barely. Yeah. You can't. You can lose to Arsenal away, and you can. You know. You can kind of accept that. You just you you have to be barely at home. It's, it is just that simple. It's probably a good game for us to be going into after a loss like that. To be honest, especially having a little bit of a break to sort of recoup after that. To be honest, if if I could pick any team for us to play against, it was obviously going to be Sheffield United or Burnley. You know what sure. I mean? Especially based on form, and I just feel like it's a good one for us to get a couple of goals. You know, hopefully maybe get a clean sheet, but then you find that like Gomez is ill and stuff like that, and obviously Canate is suspended, so you've just so, sort of got to go with the flow and see how that goes but it's a good one and it's Anfield and it's three o'clock and everyone should be in good spirits the ground should be back to its best you know obviously the Klopp news has sort of brought Anfield back to life a little bit we're all trying to get behind the team as best as we can I mean the thing with the Arsenal game was I was sort of expecting us to batter them because I had this 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 amazing plan of how the season was going to end in my head the moment Klopp said he was going I thought right we're going to create something amazing here and we still can it's just a little speed bump like that but we've got it out of the way now and I wouldn't put it past this team to just take that as the the, the loss and then go on and and we, even win the rest of them you never know absolutely you never know we, and we'll talk about Liverpool in a moment Sam on mm. Burnley they haven't won a Premier League game since December 23rd they, mm. they beat Fulham Liverpool, Liverpool have actually beaten them in that time just mm. just obviously Boxing Day Liverpool beat them uh, they've, they've been on a bit of a poor run they've, got, they've had a couple of draws recently but they are they aren't the Burnley of old the Vincent Company's Burnley mm. Uh, they still want to play. They still want to come out. Um, Abby's half right, right. Well, Abby's fully right. Like <laughs> home against Burnley is like is like the, it doesn't matter who's fit and available. That's the game. You, even if, especially when you've got a couple of injuries or absentees or whatever, that's the game you probably want. But Liverpool still mm. have to take it seriously because, you, like I say, anything less than three points really is, you know, is is a massive blow in the title race because these are yeah. these are points that you just bank on these are absolute bankers and, and therefore you've got to go and bank them. Yeah, and I think from Bernie's perspective, realistically, they're looking at this game thinking we just need to get through it. But I, I, I don't think realistically, company he'll have his game plan, he'll have his, his talk. But in the back of their minds and their planning with their coaches, they're not going to look at this game going right. We're going to go toe to toe with Liverpool. We're going to win that game. We're going to get two points or sorry, one point or three points there. They're going to be thinking, how do we get out of this with as little damage as possible? Um, just another addition to that, you're talking about the club thing. Obviously, it's the first time Anfield's going to be over sixty thousand. 
capacity. I don't know if that's, I think it's going to be a, a record for the club, isn't it, in terms yeah. of capacity on Saturday. So that's massive yeah. um, for us as well. Something to look forward to, to see the whole stadium full, no empty red seats. But yeah, I think for Burnley, they're just, they're just not good enough across the pitch. I think the strikers aren't good enough. The midfield's not strong enough. Uh, the defence isn't big or strong or, or, or good enough. The goalkeeper's all right, but he's small. He's no, he's nowhere as pow- near as powerful as other goalkeepers in the league. I think tactically, they're not quite as good as everybody else. They're just a little bit short across the park and they will pick up wins and points here and there, but this is a game you look at and you think, you're looking at someone like Darwin Nunes and saying, this is your time to fill your boots. And if, you know, if there's ever a time, it's at home to Burnley uh, so, and so on. I suppose the one thing they are uh, is the game. You know what I mean? Like the other day, they were getting beat two 0 at home. They were two 0 down in twenty minutes, and in the end, they come back and draw. Which mm-hmm. is just, so it shows. Like sometimes you get teams down the bottom of the league, and you, they're not playing for the manager. They, they, they're throwing it in. They're just waiting for Sam Allardyce or Neil Warnock to come and have ten games at the end of the season. Saying, you, you don't get that with Burnley. They are, they are behind the manager still. He's the one who brought them up. He, he bought a lot of these players. He got them playing. That is one thing they are. They're not. They haven't thrown the towel in on this relegation battle or anything. They are still playing for Vincent Company. So it isn't going to be a straightforward as they come over and roll over, no matter what. They're going to give us a game. So we'll have to be wary of that. Yeah, we can't really let our guard down in the game at any point, to be fair. I mean, I know it sounds like an easy game, but we can't get into like the last half an hour of the game and decide to just, you know, give up a little bit. Because we have seen that in a few games this season where we've been able to just go down a gear and sort of have a bit more of a relax and I don't feel like we will be able to do that throughout this game but we might be able to just go at 60% of our full our full capacity of um, being able to play and we'd still be able to beat them to be honest I can't really see us being in a situation where I mean if we go a goal down which we've seen us do over the last mm. year quite a lot I mean but I, I still can't see them coming to Anfield and being able to nick a draw or anything anything but a win for us is embarrassing it's not good and it that had looked to me as if we were going in the opposite effect of what's happened with Claw. Mm. it'd say to me right well this has deflated the team but you can't you can't ignore like decimators with injuries that we've had over the season and we're still sitting top of the Premier League as it stands I mean this is probably the first weekend maybe where we're rooting for Everton and Everton <laughs> might be rooting for us yeah it's um, a good point actually we, yeah. we come up to a bit of Merseyside uh, <laughs> the park I mean yeah we'll talk the about that the purples we'll talk about that later I've got, I, I hold no hope for that um, yeah I suppose Sam as well. The game and it wasn't that long ago, so you can't take relevance to it. When we beat them on Boxing Day, it was two mm-hmm. 0 It could have been more. There was a, a couple of dodgy offsides, mm. dodgy offsides, or very hard. Yeah, but it did take Liverpool until the ninetieth minute to properly wrap that one up. Yeah, which does which does show. I think when you play a team quite quickly in succession, you can learn a few things. So yeah. I do wonder if Liverpool have learned any lessons from that game because I, I actually thought Liverpool were quite good and quite yeah. comfortable, but they didn't quite put the game came to bed. So it's something that like Abby said there, mm. especially when you've got players, you probably haven't got a stronger bench as you used to having. Mm. Liverpool, Liverpool didn't have a great bench on that in that game either. It, it is where it's quite important that you don't have to rely on that. You do want to get this done as, as, as quickly as possible, really. Oh, absolutely. And I think the big difference in this game is obviously we, we didn't go 2 0 up, which did make that game more difficult than it should have been. And you talk about the Fulham game at the weekend, the difference being that was at Burnley. Yeah. When they're at, Anf- they're at Anfield in front of a record crowd under in Klopp's last run, like we've just got beat by Arsenal. You know, I've been listening to the players this week. Curtis has done something with BBC. Trent done something with um, CNN, and they're so buoyant. Not in too in too much of a disrespectful way, but there's just you can see it in their eyes what they want to achieve, and this is just an opportunity for them to go and all fill the boots and all and get three points and all put in a good performance, get goals, get assists, get a clean sheet. You can just you can just feel it from the atmosphere when you see the interviews of the players and the manager. 
So I have no no qualms that will be right up for this. Um, but yeah, the big difference for me for Burnley is purely just when they're at home, they've got something that can lift them. You know, if they get a corner, the crowd gets up. If they, you know, have a, a, a shot tip round the post, or there's always that way of lifting. Whereas it's more difficult to do that way from home against a big side, even if they do. Get a get a corner free kick, or even if they score, they still got to turn around and face you know fifty seven, fifty eight thousand Liverpool fans and Liverpool running at them with with fire in the belly. So I, I I'm not concerned at all in the approach in this, and, and like I said, I, I I do think that Burnley are, are there for the taking. Yeah, the the, the away form has been well, the, the whole. Yeah, they've got three wins all season, and I think one I think one of those was away, and it was at Luton. Yeah, on. So yeah, the, the away form has been poor. Right then, let's let's switch abs. We'll, we'll talk about Liverpool. Like I say, we are recording this before the press conference, but what we're led to believe, um, we don't think Salah's quite ready yet. He's, he's still in the gym, so we're probably looking at Brentford for him. Um, so boss lies out. We don't know how long for yet, but he's out. He hasn't trained as well. Joe Gomez didn't train yesterday at time recording <coughs> reports that he was ill. So there's a good chance that he probably, he's probably missing or not available to start. Mm. Um, Thiago's out again, unfortunately. Um, Play five minutes and he's done. I think that might be his season again, unfortunately, but mm. that's where they're at. Um, and as it stands, Conor Bradley's still away yeah. on Can compassionate leave. Um, well. Is he? All oh, right, okay. Conor Bradley wasn't at training yesterday. Right, okay. Um, so I don't think they're probably taking the time with him, maybe. I don't know. And then he boosts suspended. So there's a few absentees there. They do get Enzo back. Uh, Japan uh, obviously knocked out the Asia Cup, so Enzo is back. So yeah, Liverpool have got a couple of selection headaches, but the good news is. They're getting Robertson. Robertson is fit to start again. Trent's fit to start again. So it's it's, it's going to be a different Liverpool team and there are some absentees, but there's still mm. enough there, you would think. Like you were saying before, before we started, it's like we're getting two in, two out. <laughs> Literally like an injury. Two injuries will happen and then two more will come back in. We're at a good time with Trent and Robertson coming back in, When if especially if Gomez is ill. You know, and what's happened with Conor Bradley, of course, like take all the time that you need. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting him to come back in for this game anyway, to be honest. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And when he does come back in, I think he has got a big role to play. And I think maybe then that will be a time when we do push, push Trent forward in those games. And I honestly think we'd be doing that sooner if we could now, if we did have Bradley available. But we've just got to make do with what we've got at the minute. Obviously, I was so excited about Thiago being back and if he was still fit maybe you would start him for a game like this but I just can't believe that it's come to this where we've waited that long where it was like what April last year where the last time he played mm-hmm. for us and we're all excited and obviously he come, comes on he doesn't do much against Arsenal really but I didn't even realise that he'd picked up an injury or anything in that game and then now they're saying that it's hamstring and he might have played his last game for Liverpool apparently which was what I was reading this morning so you're looking at the selection that we've got available I don't know what's going on with Sbozlai Mm. I don't know what's going on there because you're hearing reports from Hungary saying like, oh no, he's fine. Then another one saying three to four weeks. So we're just in a little bit of a yeah. no man's he definitely didn't train that. He's not going to play the weekend. Yeah, no, he's definitely yeah. not I mean, playing the weekend. From what Klopp said after the, uh, after the game is he just felt something. Now, obviously that can be felt sort of scan all year, but usually when it's felt something in training, it's never usually like, six weeks it's not like he was running a game and he pulled up like De Bruyne did against yeah. Burnley and you thought oh that's not that great that me even Thiago like he came off the pitch walked off like yeah, how can he be right. out for the season like there's like 20 odd games left hopefully it's, oh. it's crazy isn't it it yeah. is what, what 
I didn't mention Timakas, by the way, he was also, he trained. So oh, if, you, did he? if you're worried about mm-hmm. left back, you might be able to start Robbo, get Costas on. Oh, If, the, if okay. that's a worry, because yeah, he, he, was in full, he was in training yesterday as well with the team. So More than likely, yeah, you're going to yeah. see Robbo playing, but it is good to have that sort of backup now with Gomez, yeah. isn't there? The best we've play, seen Gomez play this season is at left back, mm-hmm. probably, in my opinion. Yeah, but if, if he was fit, well, not ill, you could have even started them at centre-back. Now, Canate's yeah. out, which we'll probably see Quanta there now. Mm-hmm. So you'll probably see Trent. I mean, I know we're going to come on to yeah, the team, sure. I don't want to go ahead and go, 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 rush go. ahead but you probably will see Quanta and Van Dijk mm. in those positions now because we're, we're running out of options there so I, I can we're still obviously going to start a good side like the bench might just look a little bit poorer than usual that's, that's the only thing but we're going to start a full strength side that looks that looks better than what Burnley have got available. We're still waiting for Mo Salah's news, but any team without Mo Salah in is going to be a weaker team, isn't it? Yeah. So you just got to see who we played that play down that right side. It'll probably be probably be Diaz in my opinion. But yeah, just not Gakpo. No, <laughs> definitely not. That was not bizarre. Just on, on, the, on the Gomez thing with him being sick yesterday. You know, when you depending on how rough he is, but when you're usually poorly, usually kind of peaking and start to come down, don't you? So he was completely off yesterday. You've got all day today and until twelve o'clock tomorrow. So you know what? If he's fit enough to just be on the bench as yeah. a right back slash centre back. You probably need them because without you haven't got, got a left back. Yeah. You, well, you haven't got a centre back. Yeah, it's true. Not, yeah, you haven't got yeah. a centre back option because mm. I'm with Abby. So we, if we're picking a team between us, then we will half there. So Alisson will be in goal, obviously. Um, mm. Robbo and Trent are full back. Van Dijk and Quanta, it looks like. And you, then you would just hope that Gomez is fit enough to, to, be, to uh, be on the bench. Because they're enough to bring a, a young lad probably up to be um, on the, mm-hmm. the centre back. Unless, of course, Endo can do that job as well. So yeah, maybe yeah. any is available. Um, do you think he starts? Because there's an option here, Sam, to go. No. There's an option to go Endo DM. And put move McAllister to eight. A lot of people on social media, when I was speaking, doing a bit of research this morning, were mentioning that that's a possible mm. option. I mean, I'm not sure if he'll do it now, but it, it is there for people who want to use it. Yeah, I'm not sure because I think there's, I think there's, I think someone else in the squad actually deserves to start more at the moment just because he's been away. I'll come to it in a minute. I actually thought we might see Trent in midfield before I found out Bradley was still off. I didn't know he was still off. I knew he wouldn't be there last weekend, rightly so, but I didn't know he was still on yeah, compassionate yeah, he, he wasn't there. Again, he wasn't there yesterday. He's still on compassionate leave. So then he's not going to be in the squad, is he? But I thought he might come back and start yeah. with Trent maybe playing in the right eight or even in the six and him and McAllister could be quite fluid. So that'd be quite interesting to see. But now we know that's an, not a possibility. I think, as you said, the back five picks itself. I, I actually thought Quanta would play anyway, just over Gomez because I just thought he's been that centre back, hasn't he? He played in the last game. Yeah, he's been yeah. yeah, he's been that guy who comes in centre back. So that's that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think the reason why I don't think Endo starts, in my opinion, is only because I think Elliot. I think I think it's been unfortunate to Elliot because I think what's happened is everyone's thought he was the alternative to Sobersly, and then when Sobersly's been out, it hasn't been Elliot. He's been either stuck out wide or it's been Gavin Birch like it was the weekend. And I actually think that. I actually think that's harsh on Harvey because I think there's been periods of this season where there was an argument to say he actually deserves to be Pips Obersly for the shirt and make him fight it back for it back. He played really well against Burnley last game, should have got a goal as well. Yeah. Um I actually think he deserves an opportunity to play in that right tape, especially against Burnley. Maybe not Brentford because of the physical side, but Burnley are a team where he can get on the ball and make things happen. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I, no, I agree. He would be in my team 100%. My midfield would be McAllister, Jones, Elliot. Yeah. Is what I would do. And I think that's what Jürgen's going to do, Abby, as well. I, I like Ryan Gravenberg, but he's, he's in a bit of bad form and it looks like his best position is on the left of a three. Yeah. I think on that right-hand side. I thought it was really harsh the other day on, on, on Elliot. I didn't play. Again, it might be what Sam said, where maybe it was a height thing, Arsenal are a big team. This is, this feels like the perfect game for Harvey Elliott to start. Yeah, it probably is a good game for Elliott to start, to be honest with you. I was sort of thinking that he'd play there and maybe we would still start Endo and then push mm-hmm. McAllister a little bit more, give him more licence to move forward in this game. It's not like Endo hasn't had game time. He's been yeah. playing abroad, so... And, he, and he's been absolutely brilliant for us and I just feel like that would suit McAllister a little bit better not that he's been playing badly in that position recently mate, in, as, as a whole I think we were all slagging him off at first about it but now he's started to improve but I think now you can say right you've done your job Endo's back give him that give him that opportunity but I do like what you're saying about Jones and, and Elliot in that position Gravenberg just he just hasn't it's, I don't know he's getting dispossessed he just looks uncomfortable on the yeah, ball a lot of the time when he's moving forward it's ironic because this is probably the game that would suit him though yeah. I don't think the Arsenal game was ever he needs he's really good in tight spaces when you've got the ball and that's what you mm-hmm. might get against Burnley but Liverpool didn't really have the ball against the Arsenal I think and he's, not, and he's not great yeah, defensively sometimes he looks like he's overthinking yeah. what he's going to do with the ball next like he hasn't got that sort of silky smoothness mm-hmm. about his game it, it looks like he's trying to think of where I'm going to put this and then he takes too long with it at times I do know what you mean like he can get away with the ball sometimes in difficult positions but Maybe this is the right game for him because it is Burnley. You know, we, we've got like tough games coming forward after that one. So maybe this is a game where you do give him that game time. But maybe you are right. Maybe we will see McAllister, Jones and Elliot. I think it's probably a good game to finally give Elliot a little bit more game time where he wants to play. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go from three then. Uh, we know who's going to be. It's just the order you go in because there's no Salah still, obviously. Um, I don't think Echo started that. No. Yeah. 
the fact that he was lashed out in the right last game, I don't think he was very good. Uh, yeah. And I think that didn't help Gravenberg as well. But Diaz, it looks like it's going to be Diaz, Nunes, and Jota. Yeah, absolutely. I think it so. just depends how you do it. I suppose Jota. Well, Jota's been good on the right. Jota mm. played on the right at Bournemouth mm-hmm. and was and was really good as well. So I'm guessing you, we're all going to say Darwin plays. Mm-hmm. Up front has to do for me, yeah. yeah Diaz left, yeah. Jota right, mm. yeah. I, I, I think you can do, do you can do it anyway, really. Mm. But I think that's probably <laughs> the best way for them to play. The, the least disruption. Yeah. So Diaz is the best fit for left. For me, that was the best fit for up top. And then Jota, who can play anywhere but on the right. Whereas if you start yeah, putting Jota enough. left, is he better up front? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, is the so you end up with like, or if you put Nunes left and Jota front, you might be playing two players a little bit out. There's so movement I, there yeah. between Jota and Nunes anyway. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Trent trying to find Nunes again. Yeah, please. That, that, we, we could probably do it a little bit. That depends how Burnley play. If they sit deep, then that probably plays into Jota's hands. It's a Jota yeah. game. If they, if they try and push up. Then it becomes a Darwin game. You are right on Gakpo. I feel a bit harsh on him because mm. he's a, he's another one. N- not so much like Gravenberg because Gravenberg has struggled a bit, but Gakpo keeps getting moved, and it must be hard for him to go. I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I play in midfield, then I play left, then I play up front, then I play right. Where how would you get that rhythm? But unfortunately, that's just the nature of the beast. He's got mm. to earn the place, and and he'll be a good sub to come on, and he'll, he'll definitely get on the pitch yeah. at some point, Sam. But it does feel like he's like the if everyone's fit, it feels like he him him. He's probably number five at the moment. He just yeah. hasn't quite nailed that place down yet. No, absolutely. And I think last year he, he was he was probably the guy who we wanted to place in the, in the four position, the number nine, or if you want to call it, because he played it really well. He got goals. He was strong. He was great making things happen. I remember a great goal against West Ham, a couple against United. Yeah. He was scoring tappings, decent long range shots, good finishes. And he's got that. You can see he's a quality player. I feel sorry for him because like I'd love for Pep Linders and Klopp to explain to us why he played on the right. Like why was that the combination? You played him in the way there was too many people out of position. Yeah, it was just yeah. a bizarre there must have been some really weird connotation they thought was going to happen it just didn't happen like I, I, within five minutes then he should have been swapped with Jota straight away but we didn't do that and I, I do feel sorry for him because how is he supposed to get in the side if he's getting lashed out on the right with a lad who doesn't play every game on the right midfield and then Trent come back from injury against the Arsenal who have to win I just feel sorry for him so he's going to miss out <laughs> probably in this game probably and unless he goes all to attack and we're all wrong and he puts him in midfield again. Mm. Um, but I do feel for him because he hasn't had that opportunity to have what I mean, you're going to play the next three games in, in, in between the, the wing, wingers or you're going to play the next three games off the left so we can get that rhythm where they keep talking about. But this is football. This is what happens. One season you can be the main main man. Next season you can be on the bench and so on and so forth. You know, are we going to get a new manager next year? That could mean he becomes the absolute pivotal part of our front line. We just don't know. So he's just got to roll with the punches and get on and get a goal and go from there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that one. Um, we'll talk about the conversations of the game later on mm-hmm. the table. In fact, let's do the table now. So as it stands, of course, Liverpool are top. Manchester City second, just two points behind them. And of course, mm-hmm. with that game in hand, which is um, against Brentford. Who they, who they just beat uh, recently yeah. as well. Arsenal then in third on 49 points. Aston Villa fourth on 46 points. And Spurs fifth on 44 points. Then there's a little bit of a gap then. <coughs> United, West Ham, etc. Um, flipping over to the um, to the fixtures in a second. It's interesting that because you, you, we kind of touched it upon it before with it, with the Everton thing and, and the City. There's actually a, there's a very good chance that Man City is actually above Liverpool by the time this kicks off because... I mean Everton just roll over and get the bellies tickled by Manchester that's what's always happened when these teams have played each other it's at the Etihad as well it's half 12 mm-hmm. kick-off that's a little bit of a psychological thing for Liverpool to deal with isn't it that it's for the first time in a, in a while now they're not going to be top 
I hate it when we're in this position and we've been here before. Like this mm. feeling so familiar to all Grand of us, day, isn't it? Yeah. Literally, like I thought maybe Brentford would manage to nick something against them the other day, they and they have. never <laughs> exactly. And you, oh, when they scored, I thought to myself, "Here we go," you know. <laughs> like maybe they've seen us drop points and they haven't been able to like. But now that's obviously not what happened. Ivan only scores that volley at two one, and yep. it's a different it's game. Different, totally. Exactly, and we've had we've had seasons like exactly we've had seasons like this before where they've mm. they've been the defining moments for us and. I'm just hoping it doesn't go the way we know the story goes. So obviously I'm rooting for Everton this weekend, but I just can't, I can't see them doing anything for us. And then mm. what mindset does that put our team in when we could be second by the time that comes around? Or, But I, I, I can't see Everton doing, doing us a favour. And I honestly don't think half their fans want to do us a favour, to be I honest. Think, I think the difference this year is the, relega the relegation battle. Everton are in the relegation zone at the moment mm -hmm. and they've played a game more than Luton who were above them. So in years gone by, when it's been the Everton Manchester City title played challenge together, <laughs> it is a different kettle of fish now, isn't it, Sam? Because mm -hmm. because Luton have gone on such a good run recently. They've they've uh, a win and two draws in the last three games, which for a team down the bottom of the league, and especially you know one of those draws was away at Newcastle, which mm -hmm. is a game they probably wouldn't have expected to get anything from. It is putting a little bit more pressure on Everton Absolutely, to get yeah. something. We're playing Burnley, who are just below them. There's a chance that if Everton can get something and Liverpool beat Burnley, which everyone expects, Everton could be seven, eight, nine points clear of Burnley, and that's a huge carry mm. for them. It's just, it does feel like the City machine is just starting to clip back into mm. gear at the moment. Oh, well, result-wise it is, definitely. Performance-wise it's not. I've never seen their back line get legged. I mean, Brentford creates a three, four, five chance at 2-1. Usually City just control games yeah, but clean sheets yeah, City, well, yeah. I saw an amazing stat I think Andy Beasley retweeted it uh, someone else I've not seen before posted like they're, they're, set for, they're on track for like nine clean sheets this season nobody's ever won the, the, the league uh, with less than like 15 clean sheets something like that anyway it's like since Leicester or, but, or, but the whole Premier League era no one's kept won the league with X amount of clean without X amount of clean sheets and City are nowhere near it so what that tells you is that they're a little bit like we have been at times this season they're relying on their front line to basically win them games and it, it will it will catch up with you at times do you know what I mean like we didn't have a fantastic game against Arsenal and, and the last goal didn't mean anything but what that meant is we were losing 2-1 down to a mistake we didn't create no chance we had one shot on goal or something when you have an off day you can lose especially against decent sides I fully expect them to beat Everton just because Everton aren't, aren't the best side at the moment yeah. Sean Dyche isn't going to buy into this Everton you know will throw this game away neither the fact that he's a Liverpool fan yeah. but also the fact that he doesn't care about all that he's there to do a job at Everton I think a lot of their players are the same now as well they're not they haven't got the Coleman's and the Baines's who are you know Everton till we die I think they're literally focused on themselves look stranger things have happened Crystal Palace drew 2-2 from 2-0 down in 70 minutes but it's a bit like our game against Burnley Man City we're looking at that going we're much better than them we will beat them we've got more firepower to blow them away I just don't see any, any other any other way in that game but yeah. coming back to your original point I actually don't I actually think City will drop multiple points between now and the end of the season because they, they, they're getting legged at the back it is that tweet it was Dave Comerford who said there you go in 20 Premier League seasons they've got 38 games no team has ever won the title with less than 12 clean sheets Man City only have 5 in 22 which puts them on course for not, the most maybe, maybe 9 uh, given this rate of course if they kept clean sheets in every single game between now and then it'd be different yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you are right they are, they are conceding goals so that's that is it's worth mentioning uh, Everton well, at least what they've got is a bit of resiliency. We saw we saw that at the weekend. You know, they were they were done mm -hmm. a couple of times really by um and then and then the set pieces got them back into it. So that's sort of um, yeah. maybe if you're looking for a rival to drop points, West Ham 
hosting Arsenal. So Arsenal having to go to West Ham. Maybe I'll start with you. Two o'clock on Sunday, there's a very good chance. Going, again, who knows? But there's a very good chance Liverpool and Manchester City have won because they should win the games that they're playing. Mm. West Ham away is no easy game for Arsenal on the back of what they've just been through. Arsenal, uh, sorry, West Ham are seventh in the league. They, they they win games. They've got goals in them as well. So that that, that feels like a, a, another challenge for Arsenal. To be fair, they they had they had two losses on consecutive. Then they won three. That isn't an easy one for them, is it? No, it's not an easy one. But they're going in, into it after you see what it meant to them beating us. Like you know, they they lost. Them, though... By the way, less than twice. Ago. I, I think twice. They knocked out the cup. They knocked out the cup and beat them two 0 at the end. Yeah. But it's not that long. Just before before New Year, so mm. it, it's it is an easy one for them. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? I think they'll be in a good place mentally after that game against us. I, 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 but I can see it being a tricky one for them, especially with like coming up against Bowen and players like that. You, they mm. will be. You know. They, they might concede goals in that game, but I don't know. I can just still see Arsenal win. And I think if both of us win, if Man City and Liverpool win, then that puts them under the pressure again. And you know what? You, we've seen it with Arsenal the last couple of years where maybe they can't take the exact same amount of pressure that Liverpool and Man City can. They they might not be able to match match that. You know, there has been times where City have gone and win, like we'll probably need to do tomorrow and then we'll match it and we'll mm. win and be like, right, okay, you've showed me your cards, here's mine. Mm. Arsenal are the type who will see that and then flap it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there is a big possibility there that, that that could happen and I I just I just don't I mean I know they are in the title race but I just don't feel as much a threat by Arsenal even after them beating us that I do with Man City so I struggle to look at that that game if they do if they do get beat I'll be made up don't get me wrong mm. but um, I, I can't explain to you how much more I'm hoping Man City get yeah, beat you know absolutely they're the weird ones but like it's it's the, it's a Declan Rice derby again and it's all this is the problem when you have a player like Declan Rice moving from two between two London clubs is it's West Ham will be for the rest of this season constantly trying to prove a point mm. you know yeah you, you, they probably wouldn't have begrudged him moving too much but when they come and play him you're getting it bad you know he's going to get challenges left in on him he's going to get his name he's probably screaming and shouting in the stands they're going to be a bit more lively I'm not sure what time kickoff it is is it early two, two, oh, so it's not the worst if it was 4.30 it might be a bit of darkness lights on but still I still think West Ham at home off the back of getting beat 3-0 by United and they did create chances they were just you know a couple, couple of good counter sacks from United a bit of luck with deflection I think West Ham will, will have a point to prove as well just please West Ham if you win get the camera and take a photo it'll be hilarious just get to take the camera off the cameraman and just yeah. rub it in the faces because it's just that yeah absolutely absolutely right then so that's the Premier League there's a couple of other games that are Interesting enough, I think, as, as well, if you look at both ends of the table, Luton, Sheffield United is Oof. massive. If Luton can win that one, that's even more pressure on everyone. Pressure on everyone. Because Luton have had a good little run recently. Forrest because they're probably going to start Luton falling below. home of Saturday afternoon. Newcastle are in the best. Yeah, well, actually, if, if they won the last couple of games, Newcastle, am I right in saying that? What did you do with Fulham? Luton? Oh, did you with Luton? Yeah, but then they beat Bleeding Villa before that, didn't they? Mad. <laughs> they just own Aston Villa this season. They beat yeah. them like 8-1 on aggregate or something mental like that. Tottenham Brighton could be a good game to watch <laughs> as well. And then Aston Villa versus Man United Sunday, half four is a good yeah. one. And then the Chelsea uh, revival tour maybe continues. They go to Palace, which is... Um, the revival tour. The, 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 uh, the, the two managers who are very much on hot seats at the moment, it feels like Roy Hodgson and um, yeah. Joe Pochettino. That's Monday night footy as well. Oh, right? mate, the best one's Villa United. That's, that's a belter. That's I, think, I think Villa will snot them. Yeah. Villa at home. For, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, yeah. As well. Listen, if, if Villa are only three points behind Arsenal, so they'll take they, they, a chance. They imagine imagine Arsenal end up like fourth. Four, four, they can't fit it to be fifth, can they? But can you imagine after last week they dropped to like fourth? Oh my God, be glorious. They'd have to get a bit of a pace then. 
And is it like a two? Is it like well, a four like nil, the, four nil? Is it? Yeah, there's six goals between. Oh them. yeah, that can happen. Two nil, four nil. Yeah, easy. Oh yeah, but there you go. And, you, and jobs are good. And you're away. You're flying. There we go. Then right. Um, Just before you go, did you see what Robbie put up on on Instagram? yesterday I didn't sorry it was a team of the week right this is why Arsenal fans deserve everything they get when it comes it was a team of the week but with Alisson and Van Dijk but with Arsenal kits on like they were playing for us like what do you know what I mean they just deserve it now as soon as they get beat everyone needs to just hammer them because they can't just take it for what it is hashtag bants from yeah the exactly <laughs> right then that's all sir. we've picked a Liverpool team we've got a Burnley team we've had a little look around the other fixtures as well what's another massive Premier League weekend they're all going to be absolutely massive from this point in Liverpool have got 15 games left starting with Burnley in the Premier League to make themselves Premier League champions once again fingers crossed uh, are they going to do it Sam this weekend uh, yeah Scott you, you're quite you're quite comfortable there with the win I think, I think we'll win well I think we're like 5-0 this weekend I can see Nunes getting a couple of goals at least he could do with them couldn't he hmm. yeah. how do you think it's going to go 3-0 go uh, for a 3-0 I said 3-0 so I think 3-0 um, Burnley might have bigger fish to fry down the line like, yeah. they, they've conceded 47 goals in 23 games like, we've they, got they, no game midweek that's why I've gone hard because I just think we won't stop yeah, Liverpool haven't, you know, there's not, there's yeah. not the, and goal difference might be a thing, you know, it really might come down to it. So, yeah, it's a thing. Burnley have got a real tough run. They play us and then they go, and then they host Arsenal next week. So, it's a, they're, they're in a bit of a, a bit of a sticky situation, aren't they, at the moment, uh, Burnley? But, yeah, thanks, Sam. Thanks, mm-hmm. Abby. Thanks, all you guys, for watching or listening to this episode of the match preview. Do come and join us Saturday for the Watch Wrong. It'll be me and Errol live at one uh, forty-five with the uncensored match build-up as Liverpool's team has announced, and then we'll be live again at quarter to three with the entire watch-along. If you sign up to redmenplus.com now, uh, straight after the game, you'll have the instant match reaction with Dan and Edel, as well as the play rating show. So yeah, get yourselves involved over on redmenplus.com. Get ready for Wembley. Over the next couple of weeks, we've got loads and loads of amazing content going out there, including the next episode of the League Cup story. Yeah, we've done a five-part series last time we got there. We've added a six because, yeah, we won it in 2022. So that'll be available on Redmen Plus in the next week or two as well. Thanks very much for watching and listening, and I'll see you all tomorrow. See you in a bit. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.